Hi, Brave Tribe. This is the short and sweet of part two on boundaries. If you have the time, listen to the full recording because there's a lot of great conversations that you really might benefit from listening to. And if you're short on time, I'm glad you're here. Your boundaries are a reflection of how willing you are to advocate for the life that you want. Here are the reasons you might be staying in that unhealthy relationship. Maybe you've been friends for a long time. Maybe you think we're just going through a rough patch. Things are going to get better. This is just a difficult time for us. Maybe you're staying for hope, thinking that things will get better or that things will go back to how it used to be. Maybe you're waiting for something big to happen, like a big explosion, or you're waiting for the friend to do that one thing, that one more time, and then you'll finally move on from the relationship. Maybe you stay in this unhealthy relationship because you worry about being alone or who you would spend time with. I know this is especially difficult for our friends that are in elementary school because oftentimes you're friends with the people in your class. If you're trying to separate yourself from the people in your class, who do you spend time with? And also, you might be staying because the fear of discomfort. You don't know how to end the relationship or to set a boundary that might actually create a healthier relationship for you to stay in. Here are some things that may need to happen before you leave an unhealthy relationship. First, you may need to figure out how to exist without this person in your life. You may need to realize that the bad truly outweighs the good. This was an interesting conversation point in our full Sunday call. So if you have time, go and check out the responses to that. You may need to also be honest with yourself about how the relationship is truly impacting your wellness. You also may need to give up trying to think of ways to fix something that maybe just can't be fixed. Sometimes we're throwing all the different ideas at a problem, trying to work on it. And sometimes you might need to look around and realize you're the only person trying to work on that problem. You may need to get tired of talking to your friends about some of the problems you experience. You may need to get tired of looking at your values that you aren't honoring, those values you keep sacrificing so that you can keep other people happy in the relationship. When we have chronic boundary violators, being healthy will require you to eliminate toxic people from your life. That will mean making hard choices about who you choose to spend your time with. And you need to set clear expectations at the beginning of a new friendship. This is an opportunity to look at what do you need to feel safe and secure? What type of life do you want to be living? And using boundaries to help you attain that. If you've had chronic boundary violators, you will have to work on looking at and building new healthy relationships with healthy people. And it's important to repeat your boundaries more than once or move on because people are unwilling or perhaps unable to honor your boundaries that you need. One thing that the girls brought up in our conversation on Sunday is how we end friendships. Sometimes there's different things that happen and some of them may feel more comfortable than others. Ghosting, people most often feel comfortable with this passive form of communication, especially if the other person is not likely to bring it up or talk about it. Ghosting is someone simply walking away from the relationship, no longer answering calls or texts, and really ignoring all attempts to connect. 
The next is the massive blow up where someone doesn't really recover from a massive argument or incident that happened in the relationship. The relationship is over, but sometimes there may be some occasional interactions, but the relationship never goes back to how it used to be before that blow up. And the fizzle out is where we allow things to fizzle out quietly. This method is preferred by a lot of girls because nothing has to really be said or done. It's slowly spending less and less time with that friend. Sometimes people have a conversation to air out frustrations and verbalize openly that the relationship is over. You know your friends best and you know maybe which friends can handle a closing conversation and which ones can't. The most important thing is choose the method that is best for you while also taking into consideration the feelings of the other person. I know a lot of us have had relationships where maybe it was a ghosting type end and it's left you feeling confused and unsure what happened. One of the most important things is that we need to have the mindset that we deserve to have boundaries. When I was younger, I really thought boundaries were a bad thing. I saw it as a way of me being selfish or bossy or not being as warm and open to my friends. What I realize now as an adult are boundaries truly would have helped me in many of the experiences and relationships I had when I was young. So this is a mantra. This is a mindset. I want you to repeat and to look at. I deserve healthy boundaries in my relationships with others and with myself. Boundaries are not mean and can be placed gently. Even when people don't like my boundaries, it doesn't mean I've done anything wrong by setting them. Brave girls, let this be your mindset when you're looking at boundaries. You deserve to have them. It's not mean to set them. And if people don't like them, it does not mean that you've done anything wrong in setting them. Sometimes, though, what happens is we may have some negative thought distortions that are going on. We may catastrophize. We're expecting the worst case scenario. If I set a boundary with my friend, they'll leave me. They won't want to hang out with me. If that's something that pops in your head, you may be in the thought hole where you're catastrophizing. Overgeneralizing is where we take a single incident and we develop a belief that things will always happen that same way because of that one single incident. My friends can't help me because they have their own problems and aren't available. That may be a mindset that keeps us trapped. In part one of boundaries, we looked at, are you the helper that's never helped? Maybe are you overgeneralizing and thinking that your friends aren't available? Now, we can do lots of different types of distortions that are overgeneralizing and catastrophizing. It doesn't have to just be my specific examples. Personalizing is where we take things to heart where we make things about us when they really aren't. It was my fault that my friend yelled at our other friend. If we think things are always being done because of us or as a result of us, you may be personalizing. Next, do you have some black or white thinking? Seeing things as one extreme or the other without any of the gray areas that actually truly exist in life. That might sound like people never care about what others want. Or do you do some jumping to conclusions? Are you expecting a negative outcome without trying? They'll never listen to me. 
So those are some examples of different distortions that may come up in your relationships. Our thinking is impacting our feelings and then our actions that we take. So check in with yourself. Are you having a negative thought that is impacting the boundaries or your relationship with others? So here's a few reminders on friendship that I want you to keep in mind. As you shift, so will your friendships. You're going to continue to grow and develop. Your interests will change. It's okay to outgrow people. And you're going to need different things from different people, different points in your life. Remember that your frenemies are not your friends. You can, but you are not obligated to tell your friends everything. You can have your own personal secrets. You don't have to share every thought that you have with a friend. And most importantly, you can't keep a friendship together on your own. Friendship is something where two people are in relationship with one another. If you're doing everything to try to keep this friendship afloat, we really need to evaluate where there may need to be a boundary. In our relationships with friends, often there are assumed agreements that are existing. And here are some examples that lead to sometimes the unhealthy boundaries we may see. So you may assume that people know how to be in a relationship with you, that they understand exactly what you want from a relationship. So this could be friendships, and this can also be our dating relationship. You assume that people will meet your needs without your telling them what those needs are. And maybe you assume that people automatically know your expectations. If we aren't explicit, how can we expect people to know what we want? It's almost like we want our friends to be a mind reader. And there's really no way for our friends to know all of the different things that we want. Unless we talk and share, they're never going to know. And we can't fault them for not knowing if we've not shared. So instead, let's assume that people know only what you tell them, they honor only what you request, and they can't read your mind. So here are some boundaries to consider. First, I say no to things I don't like. I say no to things that don't contribute to my growth. I say no to things that rob me of my valuable time. Because remember, that is our most precious resource that we have. I spend time around healthy people. I reduce my interactions with people who drain my energy. I protect my energy against people who threaten my sanity. I practice positive self-talk. I allow myself to feel and not judge my feelings. I forgive myself when I make mistakes. I actively cultivate the best version of myself. I create space for activities that bring me joy. I say yes to activities that interest me, despite maybe my initial anxiety or worry about trying them. And I experience things alone instead of waiting for the, quote, right people to join me. Don't put your life on hold waiting for others. This is your life. This is your time. Take charge of what you want to do. Then there are some journaling questions that may be helpful for you to explore. Take a moment to describe your idea of a healthy friendship. It doesn't have to be a long description, but maybe bullet some of the key things that you want in a healthy relationship and maybe certain characteristics of that friend. 
Two, identify with whom you have a healthy friendship. In part one of our boundaries workshop last week, we focused on healthy relationships and unhealthy relationships. Maybe you have some people that fall into that healthy list. So let's look at who are those people. Third, let's list your unhealthy friendships. And I want you to define what makes them unhealthy, what's going on in the relationship or not going on in the relationship that's having that negative impact. And four, determine what needs to be said or done to improve your friendships. Is there something that could change or are there some people and some relationships that maybe you need to step back from? And the fifth journal prompt, what boundaries do you need and whom do you need to set those boundaries with? I know that sometimes this can feel confusing and tough, but sometimes when we spend time writing, it actually helps us get a little bit more clear and gain perspective on what we truly need. There's a woman on TikTok. Her name is Cammie Orange, and I love following her. She actually is a boundary coach. And here are some of the different examples of boundary phrases that she has made different TikTok videos on. Thank you so much for asking. I'm not available for that, but I appreciate you thinking of me. This phrase can be used when you have to say no to a friend, or maybe there's something that you don't want to do. And this is a nice way of creating that boundary where you say no. Remember, your time is your most valuable resource. We do have to say no to others so we can first say yes to ourselves. I know you think it's just a joke, but what you said was really not okay. This is a great phrase that you can use when someone says a comment, I was just joking. Why do you take things so personally? This is a way that you can create that boundary so that they know what they were sharing is not appropriate or isn't okay with you. I have asked you to stop multiple times and still keep doing that. What's going on? This is a great way to help bring awareness when a friend is crossing the boundary or someone is continuing to do something that you don't like. I'm going to leave now and we can try having this conversation again another day when we are both calm. This is a great way to set a boundary if you and your friend are having an argument and it's getting heated and it feels like you're just going in a circle with each person just trying to have their points validated. Sometimes we need to set that boundary and let someone know that we're going to come back to this and that we're both coming back when we're calm. I realize you think that's funny, but I don't. Please don't say those types of things around me. This could be great when someone's saying things about another girl that's unkind and hurtful, that they're making comments about the way she dresses or how her body looks. Wow, that's a really inappropriate thing to say. This phrase can be used when someone says something that is very inappropriate. Maybe there's a racial undertone. Maybe there's someone who is commenting about someone's body. So this could be used with friends or this is also appropriate to set boundaries with those around us that may be classmates or people when we're just out in public. I want to listen to you share this, but unfortunately, I'm not in a good headspace for this topic right now. Sometimes we have friends that want to share really difficult things with us. And sometimes we know we just don't have the emotional bandwidth to deal with that topic. It's appropriate for you to set a boundary. And this is such a great way to set it. 
we're letting the friend know we want to listen to them, but we're also letting them know that maybe we're already stressed out or having a difficult time and that we don't have the headspace to really listen and be a true friend in helping to support them. So if you're the friend that is always helping and never being helped, sometimes maybe you need to set the boundary that you're not available all the time to listen to the different stories that your friends might want to share. I'm not sure why you think that's funny. Will you explain the joke to me? This is a great boundary phrase that you can use, especially when someone's being maybe a little passive aggressive or sarcastic in their speech. This way you're calling out the behavior and you're actually forcing them to explain why it would be seen as funny. That may really shift how someone responds or speaks to you. I'm not going to answer questions about that. This could be a boundary phrase when someone asks you a very personal question or maybe something that you're not really ready to talk about. This can be used with friends, classmates. It can also be used with relatives. Maybe there's an aunt that asks lots of personal questions that you feel a little uncomfortable talking about. I understand that you're angry, but please don't use that type of language around me. This is a boundary phrase that you can use if someone really starts to yell, scream, or use a lot of profanity when they're angry. This could help set that boundary on how you want to have a conversation so that you feel safer having that conversation. You interrupted me. I wasn't done speaking. This is a perfect boundary phrase if someone in class maybe talks over you or maybe you're at a party and you're sharing a story and someone just starts talking. What an odd thing to say out loud. This is a great boundary phrase for if someone is making an inappropriate comment or pointing something out that really isn't kind or appropriate. This could be a great way to call attention to how inappropriate it is. This can be said, and then you can simply walk away. I need to say no this time, but please ask me again in the future. This is a great way to set a boundary that protects your time, but also sends the message to the friend that's invited you that you're still interested and you would love to be invited or asked to participate the next time they do something. Please don't touch me. This can be said in multiple ways, but this is a great boundary. You determine who touches your body and when they touch your body. If someone is touching you or tapping you, it is appropriate for you to set the boundary and to say, please don't touch me. I've already said no. I'm not going to change my mind. Please stop asking me. This boundary phrase can be used with lots of different people and in different types of relationships. And one of the first TikToks that I ever saw Cami Orange do was this boundary phrase. Huh, what an extremely intrusive thing to say to a stranger. I'm walking away now. This can be used in lots of different ways in lots of different scenarios. It sets the boundary that it was inappropriate and that you're not tolerating it and you're moving away because of it. Brave Tribe, I hope that you enjoyed part two of boundaries. I know it's a lot of information, but I know that you deserve to have boundaries that are going to help create the life that you want to live. If you need further help with this, feel free to let me know. We can delve further into it. Or if you have a specific issue that you know a friend is violating that boundary, feel free to share it in the community page. We would love to help you work through that issue and help you set a healthy boundary 
so that you can have the relationships that you deserve to have. So friends, keep living life bravely. I can't wait to see you on the next call. Make sure to let me know how you're doing on our community page. Bye.